I came here because my choice was simple. Live or die. My species is dying. Why are you telling me this? You are vital to the mission. Go. Take him. Now. It's the last stand, and here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right, it is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport, and joining me today, our guest, well, when you talk about the middleweight division, he's right there at the top. He is the WBC middleweight champion of the world, the unbeaten future of boxing, Jamal Charlo. How we doing, champ? I'm doing good. Yeah? It's good to see you, and you know how the boxing media works, right? Yeah. So they'll say, Maul, there was so much smoke and so much talk around Canelo. Right. So much smoke, so much talk around David Benavidez. Right. Caleb Plant. Right. Um, Jaime Munguia. Uh-huh. Um, even, I think, Andre tried to petition the WBC to make you fight him. Why, then, did none of those fights come to fruition? Canelo turned the opportunity down. Uh, Mogia went with uh, his guys. Um, Benavidez don't have nothing to offer. He don't have no belt or nothing. And it was like me moving up outside of my weight class when I, I could be fighting for my belt. I mean, it was only right. The, the circumstances probably evened out. It, it looks like the middleweight division is in um, I would say transition. Yeah. Um, especially when you look at 154. It's like, your brother, just fighter after fighter, and they all fighting each other. 168, listen, they got a number of big names. You got Benavides, Plant, Durrell, yeah. all of these guys. Um, do you agree that it seems like at 160, it's, it's, you're there, Triple G's there, but then it's like the landscape kind of falls off. Right, but but I'll bring, bring the heat back to the division. I'll start doing uh, a lot more as time comes. And uh, we'll get a chance to see the middleweight division spark back up. It's some guys that's younger that's gonna come up and give us some heat too. So I mean, the division is never dead. It's just it's just part of the game right now. You know, mm. you gotta have patience in boxing. And people will probably say, why not move up there? You big guy, why not move up to 168? I'm the champ at 160. It's only right that I stay where I'm at and uh, continue to do what I'm doing. I reign at 160, and um, I got possibly the chance of just becoming like one of the best in the world, uh, one of the greatest fighters to ever go down in history at 160. Mm. I might be able to collapse but not Harper's record. People will look at, like, let's say, the resume, and they'll say, man, your brother is fighting some monsters. Maul, why are you not getting this opportunity to <clears throat> fight some of these big-name people? Do you feel like you, your, your physical prime is being, let's say, wasted? Nah. Not, not getting these big type of fights. 32 fights, 22 knockouts. It's not too much damage done. Like I said, I'm at 160. I'm the champ at 160. I'm reigning at 160. Come fight me. It's not me trying to get a, reach out and get a fight for someone who, you know, my brother has a high division. And eventually, it's going to get hotter when the, the, the smaller guys step up. But right now, I just have to continue to do what I'm doing. And, and that's where fights. Um, we, we mentioned uh, Canelo, and you, you, and you, you put it there. And mm -hmm. Canelo basically said no. 
and they offered a lot of money right. uh, for Canelo, like $50 million, from my understanding, mm -hmm. for him to fight you. Eddie Hearn came out and said, quote, Charlo hasn't earned a Canelo fight. Look at his resume. No notable wins, end quote. What did you think when you heard that? Eddie Hearns is doing his job exceptionally well to try to make, to, to try to avoid fighting me. So at, in my case, I'm like, if you don't have any notable wins and we offer you this much money, why not take that fight? That don't make sense to me. Business is business, right? So we got to take what we got. And I mean, look, we're going we're gonna to continue to win. That's my objective is to continue to win and continue to keep my strap. Mm. Um, Canelo uh, came out and said, I'm all about challenging myself. Uh, I want legacy fights. Why don't Charlo and Benavidez fight each other? And then maybe we'll see. What do you think you get that? <laughs> I laugh. I'm like, oh, you're trying to be a promoter now? You're <laughs> 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 trying, trying to be a promoter? Why you won't fight me? Why you want somebody else to fight me? Why you won't fight me? I'm 32. You 32. I mean, I, I was at 154. Canelo was at 154. I had a belt. He had a belt. He didn't fight me. I moved up to 60 when he was at 60. He moved up. What I got to do, keep chasing him with my legacy? It is what it is. I'm going to just keep winning. A, a number of people had talked about uh, the Benavides thing. You guys saw each other at the Aerosmith. What happened there, man? Um, I was walking to my city. His dad grabbed my arm, Charlotte, this and that. We just made the fight. I'm like, hey, don't touch me. You know, the crowd going to get kind of crazy, uh, instigate things. Uh, then Benavides got up and started talking crowd like, man, Sit down, dude. You ain't nobody. Like, like you not you not gonna do nothing. You know, obviously you ain't gonna do nothing. You don't really want to fight me. He probably realized how big I was. How, how you know, fresh I was. Freshest boxer in the world. Come on, come fight me. Um, have you have you given up? Let's say the pursuit of Canelo, considering he said, "Look, I want a rematch with Bivol, and then I still definitely want that that triple that third fight with Triple G." I wonder if, if they would give me a chance to fight Golovkin, and I beat Golovkin, then would Canelo try to fight me? I take that fight away while he go chase Bevo. Mm. While you chase Bevo, let me give uh, Golovkin a tuna. I'll be the, the B-side. That'd be great, because that's a unification fight. He want to try to be a promoter? Let's make a semifinals. Mm. I love it. Um, have you, has that been something that you've talked to your team about? Yeah, I spoke with my team about it, but, you know, uh, I don't really get an answer back. I don't really pick my fights. Mm -hmm. I'm not really, like, into that. You tell me who I fight, I'm going to fight them. Yeah. As long as it makes sense to you guys, I know my team is the best. They're going to make sure that, uh, you know, Jamal Charlotte is the best Jamal Charlotte that he can be. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Brian Custer. I want to talk to you about our partner, Athletic Greens. You know, I started taking Athletic Greens because quite simply, I wanted more energy, more focus, doing this podcast, doing SportsCenter, hosting Showtime Championship Boxing, and of course, for my workouts. And I got to tell you, I simply love it. You know, Athletic Greens doesn't taste like one of those super healthy drinks. It has a mild tropical taste, I'm sure, that you're going to enjoy each morning. So what is it? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, what you're getting is you're absorbing 75 high-quality minerals, vitamins, whole-sourced superfoods, 
probiotics, adaptogens to really help start your day uh, right. It contains less than one gram of sugar. There are no GMOs, uh, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while it still tastes good. And it supports better sleep quality, it's going to give you better recovery, and it's also going to support your mental clarity, while also alertness. You know, AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. In essence, it's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. And it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, whether you're paleo, vegan, uh, dairy free, or even gluten free, and it costs you less than three dollars a day. So really, you're investing in your health, especially if you have one of those habits where you got to buy a brew every day. And additionally, for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including no kid hungry here in the U.S. In fact. In 2020, Athletic Greens donated over $1.2 million in meals to kids. Right now, I'm telling you, it is the perfect time to reclaim your health, your immune system with a really convenient daily nutrition. And it is something that I'm telling you that is going to supplement you and look out for your health. So you know what? We're going to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five of these, these travel packs with your first purchase. And all you've got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash last stand. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash last stand. It is time to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, Athletic Greens. What do you think about your brother's career, man? It's, it's been something. I mean, the, my the brother a legend. Fight. Yeah, my brother's a legend. We've made history already. Uh, I mean, he fought for. He, he unified the division. Um, I mean, the, the the thing is, he stayed at 54 for so long that he had enough time to like, you know, gain ground at 54. Now he's taking over the land in a. You know, you got to call a king a king when you see one. Yeah, yeah. You talk about being a lion. He's certainly been have been sure. that. Do you see him staying there for for a while? Considering you, you, you. you I see feel him like I mean, at I'm at sixty. Maybe we can become uh, the twins that both move up in, in weight classes and. Uh, Maybe we can reign and hold the belt simultaneously at one sixty. Like you did at one fifty four. Like we did at one fifty four. Making history twice. And, you, and you've got to feel a sense of pride considering what he has accomplished. At any, and, and, and it's just human nature. At any point, did you look at his rise and say, damn, I want some of those legacy kind of fights too? I've always been motivated by my brother. So no matter what, I've always looked at it like that's where we're supposed to be at, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the great thing about it is the better he do, the better I look, the better I do the better he look. We share the same womb. It's, it's our nature to be great. And as long as he's great, I'm great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as long as I keep winning, he winning. Uh, also, a question about your brother. What did you think when Bud Crawford came out and said, quote, I'm going straight to the Spence fight. And then after that, I'm going to fuck up Charlo. He's too small. My brother, a dangerous fighter. And I told Bud to his, himself, hey, 
fall back. They all talk that until they really get in there and do that. Bud got a lot more to worry about than, than Jamil. I mean, you got to start. You can't just jump up in the tree. You got to start slowly. So uh, if so, let's see what he do. You know, uh, if so, I'm pretty sure my brother entertained the fact uh, Bud Crawford want to fight him, but it is what it is. Yeah. And you said you, you told him that. So you had, you, you had him face-to-face. Oh, yeah, no. Nah, we, we, uh, we spoke on social media. Oh, okay. We spoke uh, in person. I got you. Um, he, Bud respects me a lot. Yeah. And Bud got a lot of respect for my yeah. brother. But sometimes he let the fans get to his head. And um, that's, that's because he, you know, he didn't get the best side of the contract when it came to his career. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Maul, look, you've done this a number of times. And you know, we always let people submit questions through social media, so we got some for you. So All let's right. get right to these questions. Uh, we'll start on Twitter. Uh, Untouchable says, hey, what happened with Munguia, and why haven't you pushed harder for the Triple G fight? Nothing really happened with Munguia. I just never got a chance to uh, deliver that contract. And um, he never got a chance to deliver his to me. So we never signed for a fight. Uh, it wasn't really much talk about Munguia. Triple G, on the other hand, he was been at 60. He was the monster at 60. Uh, I guess he's trying to move up to 68 to fight Canelo. Um, I'm getting overlooked right now in the division. It's not me, y'all. Mm. Artman uh, on Twitter asks, uh, why aren't you fighting at 168 by now? Are you trying to unify? I'm the 160-pound champion. Where the other belts at? I want all the belts in the division like my brother. I want to be able to unify and uh, become, you know, one of the best middleweights that go down in history. Hmm. Ted uh, on Twitter asks, what is holding you back when it comes to Charlo versus Benavidez uh, from this fight happening? Who's at fault? No one at fault. We both have the same um, handlers. Um, it's just when it makes sense to happen. You know, fans, be patient. I want the fight, so the fight going to happen. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, bad guy on Twitter asks, Back in November, Andre petitioned the WBC to make him your mandatory. What do you think about Andrew, Andre trying to force a fight with you to unify? Uh, did your side to attempt to accept that petition? We accepted it. What happened to Andre? What happened to Demetrius Andre? He left our division, right? Yeah, he moved up. Once yeah, he, he, he threw away his belt. Dude has no pride, like, you know, uh, he was supposed to fight my brother back at uh, 154. He, he uh, canceled that fight, too. We're not going to keep giving you all these opportunities and you don't take them. Everybody else want them. Interesting. So you had, you had said, hey, look, if you want to fight, fight anybody. Yeah. I'll fight anybody. I'm a fighter. Yeah, I'm a fighter at heart. So as uh, long as it makes sense, uh, he's going through management trouble or something. I'm not into all that. I don't, hey. And get ready to leave the zone, I think. I don't know what's up with him. Yeah. Whoever's handling his career needs their ass whooped. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Eric G from Twitter says, do you get irritated by the trolls on boxing Twitter? Nah, uh, it, it makes boxing great, you know. Either they hate you, they love you. It's more love than it is hate. I mean, like I said, the hate just get hurt. Um, last one here from Twitter says, what do you think uh, when Canelo says you have nothing to offer him? Canelo saying that I got nothing to offer him. I got a couple fans that want to see the fight, you know. The, all the, the world want to see it. I mean, he just lost to Bevo. Uh, 
You want to tune up? <laughs> you want to tune up? <laughs> you know? What's up? If they, 50 million is a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money Let's to say it. no to. I mean, he turned down $50 million. I mean, it is what it is. What, what did you think when you heard that your side and, and PBC offered him $50 million? I, I just knew it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. I'm like, yes, we're going to get that fight. I'm running around my mansion going crazy. Let's go. Let's go. They, he turned the fight down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, champ, it's time for the last stand. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You just give me a first thing. All right. Here we go. First question. More realistic, because you'll give me an honest answer. Right. More realistic, Jamal Charlo fighting Canelo, David Benavidez, or Triple G in 2023? Which one is more realistic? I say Benavidez. I say we'll probably be a lot closer to Benavidez because he uh, keep running his mouth. I'm in Cali right now. I don't see him. But, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Um, second question. You'll give me an honest answer. Is Jermel Charlo now the best fighting Charlo? On, on paper, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, number three. Give me the one guy that we haven't been talking about, that Jamal Charlo said, man, I've always wanted to get in the ring with this dude and put some hands on him. Who's that one guy out there that we haven't been talking about that we'd be surprised about? You say, you know, I've always wanted to fight this cat. Terrence Crawford. Oh, how about that? Yeah, I'll fight him. <laughs> I'll that? fight you, Terrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll come back down to 54 and fight Terrence Crawford. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, fourth question. Spence versus Crawford, what do you think is going to happen? Spence? Hmm. I mean, y'all haven't seen, like, it's, Terrence is not versatile like you're thinking. The Texas boys is different. It's hot in Texas. We different. Listen, I, I've had that Errol Spence work. I know how it happens. We different. I, I, I know he, he, he throws some mean body shots. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people keep saying, well, Buzz just a finisher. He's athletic. Yeah, oh, that don't matter. It, it, it's a fight. It's gonna, a fight going to break out. I love it. Uh, lastly, what is Jamal Charlo's ultimate goal in this sport before he hangs up the gloves? Before I hang up the gloves, I just want to go down as one of the uh, greatest fighters that ever laced them up. Hmm. You know, I don't care about being undefeated. I'm just undefeated. Uh, I get in there and fight. I get in there and train hard. I just want to be uh, one of the most professional athletes that I can be. You, the one thing I love about you and your brother, truly authentic. Say what you want, Charles. Yeah. What you see is what you get. They truly authentic. That's what I love about you guys. Appreciate it. And, and without question, one of the best fighters uh, in the landscape. He's the WBC middleweight champion of the world. The future of boxing is what he goes by. Jamal Charlo. Appreciate you as always. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week. I came here because my choice was simple. Live or die. My species is dying. Why are you telling me this? You are vital to the mission. Go. Take him. Now.